Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Dead and Married. I'm Travis. And I'm Ashley. And I'm Izzy. Yeah, Izzy's going to be our special guest star on the show today. Because she just finished watching, what, all nine seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer on TV? Uh, not quite. She, her attention span is much like her sister's. <laughs> so, when she found out we were doing the movie, she wanted to watch it and do it with us. Well, she's seen the movie before, and I think she, I think she actually watched the movie first. Maybe. Oh. Yeah, I did. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. So, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, this is the one from 1992. So, you and I I were, was 12. And I was your age, actually. So... I was zero. <laughs> I was going to say, you weren't even a thought. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> um... That means you weren't, we were way too young to be even thinking about kids at that point. Yep. We didn't even know each other. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> My brain doesn't think well. Yeah, were you, did you live in Texas at 12? Or, well, you would have been nine. nine? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, I did. We're getting so off topic right now. This is what this we is do. Part of the, this is yeah, part, part of the, the show. show. <laughs> this is the small talk that comes in the beginning. <laughs> I'm probably going to be doing that a lot too, so. You're going to get off topic? Probably. I'm sorry, and we'll reel you back in. <laughs> yeah. So, Isabel, why don't you tell us about the first time you saw the movie? What did you think? Um, the first time I saw the movie, I don't think I, I don't think I ever really remembered anything about it. I don't think I watched the whole thing because I did not remember anything about it when I was watching it, and I was like, oh, well, I didn't get to see this part. So, the movie was re- really good, and. Me and, what should I call you? Mom. Yeah, mom. <laughs> Me and her were talking about um, how much... Hey, pie- hey, 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 no, no spoilers yet. No spoilers yet. We'll get to oh, it. Oh, dang. <laughs> no, dang it. Okay. Yeah, it was a really good movie. Okay. okay. Well, so now that, you've, now that you've watched this movie and the series, which one do you like better? Oh, that's hard. I don't know. I think me and dad know the answer to ours at least. I know mine. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm a series girl still. Yeah. yeah. I like I like longer stuff more than like just a movie. I like to watch longer stuff. Like <laughs> once something ends, I don't know what to do with my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt when we finished the show. Yeah. Well, then you have to find a new thing to watch nonstop. I know. See, I, I'm, I'm guilty of, uh, as, as a matter of fact, last week, I think, or maybe the week before we had finished Angel again. And I was like, again, again. Yeah. <laughs> and that's usually what I do. I was angry with the end of Angel. Yeah. I didn't I didn't like it. <laughs> Most people don't. <laughs> I like the show even though I didn't watch half of it. I just watched like parts when I walked into the living room. But Well was... you like you like Buffy better yeah. than you like Angel. I was angry because like <laughs> I was actually getting invested in the show and it was the last episode and I was like What's going to happen after that? <laughs> like, it was so annoying. Yeah, they didn't do a good job of giving you closure. No. Nope. At the end of it, did they? Not at all. Okay. So, Ash, first impression. Oh, gosh. Uh, So, yeah, I remember being Isabel's pretty much exact age. And I think this was on, like, HBO or Cinemax. And the guy that my mom was married to at the time um, had one of those subscriptions on cable. Or, yeah, yeah, on cable. And I remember watching it and just thinking it was the coolest movie I had ever seen. Because at that point, I had never seen anything like it, you know? I mean, my, my horror movie 
experience was very limited at the time, meaning that I hadn't seen nearly the amounts. I mean, obviously it was only nine, but uh, I had... I had grown up watching your standard typical slashers to that point, and you didn't really have big female heroines at the time. I mean, yes, you had your final girls, but you didn't have her be a real force just right out of the gates. You had a girl that was kind of weak and had to rise to the occasion by the end of the film. You didn't have a girl that was just kind of kick-ass to begin with. Not really any female superheroes. So I remember just thinking that it was really cool and of course and I, I don't know if Isabel will agree with this or not I remember her being somebody that you wanted to be like in terms of like the fashion and uh, how she carried herself she she was really cool so I wasn't expecting like her to actually like be like really good at fighting them like why am I I use the word like so much <laughs> I wasn't expecting her to like turn from like she loved like shopping and everything and then i'm watching her like kick this punching bag and everything watching her kick vampires butts i'm like dang i couldn't even do that i no i'm too tiny anyways <laughs> all right i think it's your turn honey <clears throat> okay um i don't remember how old i was when i watched this i'm i'm i really doubt that we i watched it when it came out mm-hmm. um because this would have been yeah yeah probably not <laughs> probably uh Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, so this probably would not have been one that I watched when it came out, but I do remember that when I did see it, and again, I don't remember how old I was. I might have been a, a young teenager, um, seeing Christy Swanson doing backflips and being like, yep. Yeah, that was pretty much Aiden's response to you. Yep. Because when you're a teenage boy, that's all you think about. And then it has Paul Rubens in it, and I watched Pee Wee's Playhouse when I was a kid. Same. So it was it was interesting. Seeing him be something Someone other else, yeah. than mm-hmm. Pee Wee Herman. Uh, although in some ways in this film, he's still kind of Pee Wee Herman. What was that like for you, Isabel? Because you've also grown up like watching Pee Wee's Big Adventure and stuff. So what was that like to see him not be Pee Wee Herman? But Who? Who? <laughs> Paul I... Rubens. He plays Amalith, the one with the long hair and the goatee in this, oh, in this film. Oh, I didn't even recognize him. That's who he plays? That's yeah. Big Top Pee Wee. Oh. On his big adventure. <laughs> <laughs> that's um i wouldn't expect that honestly like him like with these little kid like was it movies or shows it was a tv it, show it was, yeah. no 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 she's we're talking about the tim burton film where you know he lost loses his bike and goes yeah well, yeah first it was a tv series and then they right. did the movie spinoffs uh-huh it's kind of like ernest p Worrell. he had his tv show and then they started doing movies i just wouldn't expect him to go from like a little kid's tv show to like this like i can't even imagine it like in my head well in a way this kind of still is a little kids tv show okay so isabel between us girls the important question so when i was a little girl we had a show called beverly hills 90210 jesus that luke perry was in and since most of and, and i don't mean this in a derogatory sense but since your generation and the one before has really really latched onto the stuff of the 90s and been like oh that's cool i'm going to adopt this into my own thing and even i have kind of gone back to digging into my 90s fashion and stuff uh gotta ask what what did you think about the guy who was pike oh okay so- not 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 talking about 
about that other thing we were about to talk. I'm just saying cute or not cute. Um, saying that he looks similar. No, do you do you do you like him? Do you think he's cute or not? Do you think he's a cute guy? That's it. I don't know. <laughs> You're not willing to commit. Not really. Mm. Still not into boys yet. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> not Good. Very. Dad says keep it that way. Well, I. Well, I know you thought he was cute. Yes, of course. But every girl in the '90s thought he was. Cute. Yes. Um, I didn't watch 90210, so I have no idea. I didn't either, but, but I, I watched this and I watched eight seconds. And I mean, I don't think it matters what he's in. Every girl goes, who's that? And for London, it was Riverdale. <laughs> huh, okay. When he was old enough to be her dad. <laughs> I don't yeah. know any of these yeah. movies. <laughs> well, I watched it and being a kid of the 90s, I was like, yeah, Christy Swanson. Mm-hmm. And then the series came on. And there was Cordelia, and I had a Jack Skellington moment. Like, what's this? What's this? <laughs> you don't mean Sarah Michelle Gellar? Nope. That's that's wrong. That's the wrong answer. Mm, no, it's not the wrong answer. It's not. Sarah Michelle Gellar is my girlfriend for life. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I know she is. But, you know, brunettes and all. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Isabel's cringing. She really is. <laughs> she does not like it that we like each other. Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so cast and crew. Um, as I've mentioned a couple of times, Christy Swanson plays Buffy, although she's credited just as Buffy because they never say her last name. She wasn't introduced as Buffy Summers until the series. Uh, Donald Sutherland, who is the father of Kifa Sutherland. <laughs> what? <laughs> I see you with Kifa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he plays Merrick, a.k.a. Giles. Uh, he's basically, he's the watcher. He's the Giles of the film. Paul Rubens is Amelyn. Uh, it was originally written to be a female character. And then the the lady that they had cast backed out, so they put him in and rewrote it for a guy. Rutger Hauer is a hobo with a shotgun. Play, oh <laughs> playing Lothos. Uh, kind of like a Dracula stand-in, I guess. Luke Perry plays Pike. Not to be confused with Spike. Spike. Um, I need to talk about Michelle that. Michelle Abrams plays Jennifer Hillary Swank. Plays Kimberly. And let's see. David Arquette is Benny. Those are probably all the ones I'm going to mention. There's, there's more... Uh, more people in here. I will say Stephen Root is in this film. Yeah, he is. And he's not looking for his red stapler. <laughs> they yeah, watch Office Space and then you'll get it. He plays Gary Murray. He's the what principal, yeah. administrator, Yeah, um, giving everybody detention. Um, let's see. We've also got Thomas Jane. This was his first film debut, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And um, a blinking you'll miss it part by Ben Affleck. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> He plays the uh, a, uh, opposing basketball player. Yeah, we also have, uh, for the second time on this show, Sasha, Sasha Jensen as Grueler. He was, if everybody remembers him, he was in Halloween 4 as Grady. So. Okay, I thought those eyebrows looked familiar, <laughs> but I couldn't place him. And then I saw the name and I was like, nah, nah. But I guess it is, isn't it? Yeah. All right. So this was directed by Fran Rubel Kazui. If that sounds familiar, it's because they also Ger- produced. Arg. They also <laughs> produced the series, uh, written by Joss Whedon. Boo. Boo. Uh, but he also did the series. Yeah. So, uh, and apparently, they he did not like how his script and stuff was handled, and so he left before it was over and never came back. Wow. Oh. 
And um, Really? Because I see him all over this. Yeah. Well, except for Donald Sutherland's lines, because apparently the Donald decided to uh, rewrite nearly every line he had. Really? Because some of his stuff sounds so Giles-like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it was written differently, but yeah, apparently Donald Sutherland rewrote most of his lines and didn't really care what Whedon had to say about it. And uh, Whedon said that he admire, admired his ability as an actor, but that he was kind of a dick. Ah, okay. <laughs> so. Okay. I will say that Isabel also is getting better at this whole movie thing and was like, is that Dewey? <laughs> that is Dewey. <laughs> it's only her favorite movie of all time, so it was to be expected. Not to be confused with Dewey Cox. <laughs> Different Dewey. Deputy Dewey. So, Isabel, the story. Huh. What do you think about the story? Um, a lot. <laughs> okay, well, we want to hear about it. The story, like... It's really good. I don't know how they, like, planned all this out. I could never do that, obviously. I think the way that they put it as, like, changing from her, like, being, like, an ordinary, not ordinary, I don't know. Yeah, she was. Teenage girl from, like, a vampire slayer. That's, like, how Buffy was, almost. Well, I have no idea. No, how, um... Buffy Summers in the TV show. Gosh, I forgot her actor name. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Do you want your I, mom to go first, and then we'll come back I was to you? Say, yeah. how about you and I talk about it, and then when she wants to interject, she can. Yeah, I kind of put that you on the spot. Me... That might be better. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's have all right. It. Go ahead. <laughs> but you have to use words. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I I can't use words. I've been. <sighs> do you think it's a good story? Yeah. What um, do you like about it? I would say I do like everything about the story. Um, it is, I think that this storyline plot, however you say it, is really enjoyable because, like, it's in Buffy, like, in the TV show, uh, there is love and there is still, like, vampires and slaying everything. In this one, I think there's a little bit more, like, love. And I th- I like how they switch in between it, like, with Pike and Buffy and everything. It's really cute. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good, except there were some things that I was, like, made me kind of sad and also mad. Mm-hmm. Was about how, like, her trainer, what's his name again? Merrick. How Merrick, like, died so soon. That, mm-hmm. that was, like, sad because. It was like Giles. He was like, he was teaching her and everything. Of course, that's his job. But it's like when there's someone who is um, helping like the main character, it's almost like they are a part of the main character. Like Mm -hmm. it's a part of their lives, of course. Uh, But some of these scenes in the movies, it just made me kind of sad. Like uh, how his name starts with B, Benny, Mm -hmm. got turned into like a vampire and everything. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's just because you like David Arquette. (laughs) Um, he's my favorite in Scream, though. You're right. He's everybody's favorite. Yeah. Um, I think it was, yeah, very well made and planned out very well. Yeah. Okay. I can't talk very well. (laughs) Why don't you go ahead? Okay. Um, so story-wise, there was a thing that I read... Uh, where I guess Joss Whedon said that this film should be considered a standalone and not canon. I know. Uh, when when it comes to the series, but there's so much stuff that went into the series that is clearly from the movie. Mm-hmm. Like the reason she moved to Sunnydale in the first place was because she had burned down her, her gym. Mm-hmm. Well, she didn't burn it down in the film, but she did pretty well destroy it. Yes. Um, and when she was in LA, that's when she found out she had powers. Oh. Um, 
it's and this is where she found out she had powers which i don't feel like that was really written very well because and all right so i know we're not talking about the series but in the series you don't ever see buffy get her power she has them when she's introduced but when they unlock the potentials in the final season they have a like a visible a noticeable like glow up right yeah. like they suddenly realize i feel stronger i'm more powerful she never had that merrick shows up and he's like hey you're a vampire vampire slayer and she's like yeah i'm pretty strong and had she always been that way and she just never noticed it until he chucked a knife at her face i <laughs> you know what i mean like all of a sudden because she was a gymnast to begin with right <clears throat> but now like she can punch people across the room i think she and... must not have known because from what i understand this is something that's supposed to like unlock around your 16th birthday but she's a senior, she's a senior so right. but the canon in the show is different but i I'm, i don't know he he can say it's not canon all he wants but there's too many things that that link up as yeah. though too much of it bled over for it to not i mean be yes there something. are plot holes in that in the film she's a senior and in the tv show she's a sophomore right but in the series she said she was a cheerleader in the movie she's a cheerleader she said she was basically cordelia right and in this one she's basically cordelia and cordelia asked her you're from henry in hell in hell in la right and yeah Yes. And Henry's the high school in the film. Yes, it is. That's what I was going to, like, talk about. Like, I never noticed that. Y'all talked about that while we were watching the movie, and I completely, that popped out of my brain. And I, when y'all, when he said that, I was, like, shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, new information. Mind blown. <laughs> wow. But no, I mean, so it's, I guess as far as the story goes, it's fine. Uh, but it's fine because I've seen, <laughs> I've seen the series. Mm -hmm. And so there's so much of this movie that's written into the series. I knew what to expect <laughs> this time around. Um, so none of it was really a surprise. And if you know the series, then it kind of fills in the gaps that are in the film about around like when they get their powers and how all that shit works. Um, and she did say uh, that she got her watcher killed when mm -hmm. she was in L.A. Mm -hmm. Merrick dies. Right. So, yeah, I think Josh just yeah. was unhappy with the film and he tried to deny it. Yeah. He denied it three times. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't work. And Isabel would like to point out the biggest thing of all with a particular character. Let's have it. Okay, so what I was wanting to talk about was Pike and Spike. They look so familiar when he when he his you mean first so much alike. Similar. Similar. Yeah. When he first walked past the car and like looked at them, I was like, Mom, is that Spike? And she was like, No. And I was like, That's Spike. And she was like, No. <laughs> uh, they look like identical. It's like, I couldn't believe it. Because, like, if you were to compare them, I wouldn't, uh, and it was, like, a challenge that you had to win, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. They look so uh, similar. I can't, I, I don't know how to say that Luke word. Perry is, is, it's James Marsters with his natural hair color. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, because contrary to popular belief, he is not a bleach blonde, <laughs> naturally. Um, but yeah, everything. Uh, sort of the mannerisms, the way they walk, the trench coat. Uh, their names are only one letter apart. <laughs> well, I, I think it's pretty obvious that Joss Whedon had a look in mind, obviously. And that's a look that he wanted to continue because, and I think for everyone, the prom scene is probably the most obvious. Where he, Or not prom, the dance scene. When he walks through the doors, he's wearing a leather jacket, his hair slicked back. His, he's shaven now, so you can really see those cheekbones. It's like, yeah. yeah. When he was casting Spike, he he really he had a, he had yeah. a certain type of person in mind. He wanted somebody to look like yeah. that. Yeah, and if you look at the way he's dressed and compare it to Angel, 
also similar because they're uh, same length coat. Uh, no, that was Spike. Spike's the one that had the knee length. Angel wore a long jacket also, though. Yeah, but I just I don't I don't Only see it sometimes. Eh. Yeah, sometimes. I'm not saying. I think that's where the similarities end. Maybe he just has a thing for like knee length jackets. Yeah, I don't. I, and I will say that that personality wise with Pike, he reminded me a lot of Xander. Oh, for sure. Um, with the his sense of humor and his sarcasm and useless in a fight kind of. Yes, goofy. like his tendency yeah. for Buffy to keep having to bail him out of fights. Yeah. So. Yep. No funny syphilis though. <laughs> right. That we know about. <laughs> um, I like the comedy in it, which with a Joss Whedon uh, anything you can expect probably a lot of comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's just a lot of it's kind of clever wordplay and, and that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I got what I expected, I guess. There's nothing nothing about the story surprising. Again, if you've seen the series, it kind of fills in the gaps uh, retroactively, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would have. It would have been good to have a little bit more explanation, like around her powers and how she got them. Um, Merritt couldn't didn't have to be such a dick, and Lothos Rutger Howard's character was just sort of a little weirdo. So I didn't. You thought Merrick was a dick? Yeah, kind of. Huh, I didn't. I well, just because I like Giles a lot better. But Giles started out the same way. He did throw a knife at her face. No, but he knew she was going to catch it. Yeah, but Nessie looks like he drives a candy van. Okay. <laughs> he he drives the free candy panel van. <laughs> that's 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 what he does in this. You sound like the girls at the beginning. Yeah, I don't know. They they maybe have a point about this guy. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um yeah, a little more explanation. The comedy was solid. Huh. I don't, I don't know. There's not really much else to say about it. Yeah. A scene that I got like, okay, I'm like just interfering. Right Interjecting. Here. I don't know. <laughs> um, Words. A scene that I was really actually mad about, kind of, was when he, uh, he was like talking to like PB, whatever, uh-huh. that guy. And he was like, yeah, she's kind of annoying. Or like, he said she was like a pain in a butt or something. She, yeah. And I was like, well, that's kind of mean. Uh, Giles would have said the same thing, I promise. <laughs> Actually, I think he did say something yeah. very similar. Something wow. similar, yeah. Yeah, in, in the, one of the first couple episodes uh-huh. that she was one of the most difficult ones he'd ever had. So. Yeah. He got better, though. Yeah, Donald Sutherland didn't, his, Merrick didn't last long enough to get better. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. So, what, what's that look for? Spoilers? No. Spoilers? No, Okay, so shall we move on to special effects? Or you could ask me what I thought of the story. You've, you've been talking the whole time. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, last thing I'll say about the story, I feel like casting Paul Rubens as a villain was gold. I believe that comes with acting, since we want to be smart-ass. Okay. <laughs> Well, then I'll save my smartassery for the acting uh, on number six on the list. All right. Your oh turn. Oh, my gosh. Um, I also uh, just wanted to say that... Oh, shit. I lost my train of thought. Yeah. Well, I'm going to let you talk now. I think the two of you pretty well covered it. I just wanted to interject one thing on Isabel, you bringing up that Merrick said she was a pain in the ass. It made me think of a part where he was giving this monologue to Buffy saying like, you know, the watcher has to just observe and teach. And even if he wanted to interfere and maybe if this time he thought this particular girl was extraordinary, he could not interfere. And that was something that I felt did get explored more in the series was that father-daughter relationship 
between Giles and Buffy that he does care about her in a way and does have this knowledge that she is different from the others that he has trained before. I did think the fact that in this particular story that there's not a watcher's council where you have more than one watcher assigned to each girl and instead you have this one guy who is basically kind of reincarnated or reborn over and over and over and over Mm -hmm. uh, with the knowledge already of what he's supposed to do was very interesting. I understand why they would leave that behind in favor of having an entire council and multiple watchers. I understand how that's easier, but this idea of just having one man and one woman basically being reborn over and over and over with these roles was kind of kind of cool. Yeah, and I'm really glad they didn't bring up the Slayer dreaming about past lives in the series, except they did. (laughs) Well, she didn't really have a past life thing, but she was basically having her prophetic nightmares about things that were going to come and all that. So I think that I... While you were talking, I seemed to, like, think more. And I think why he said that, not, like, saying that, like, she was a pain in the butt to teach. I think he was saying that maybe, like, she was a pain in the butt to fight because she fought really well. Maybe he was saying No, I, th- I like think that. he meant she was a pain in the butt to teach because no. cause typically Buffy, and, and it's in the series, too, that he wants her to do things the way they've always been done. And she is the one who has always questioned the status quo, right? Has always said, why does it have to be this way? Why do I have to do these things? Why can't I do this? Or in some cases, flat out, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go out on a date. I'm going to be a cheerleader. I'm going to go out with my friends. I'm not going to toe the line. It's my body. I do what I want. Exactly. I That was just one of the thoughts that popped up in my brain. And sorry that I'm wrong. (laughs) And there was, I will say that there was a big difference with her parental figures too, because in the film, her parents basically don't notice her at all. Like they're going off and doing their own things. They're leaving her home by herself. And like, she even states at one point that they don't really even know her name. Like they don't pay attention to her. There's scenes where she comes in late and she's expecting, she has a moment where she's like, am I about to get in trouble? And her mom only asks her what time it is. So very, very big, stark difference between that parent. And I don't think that they say what her name is. I think they just call her Buffy's mom. Between her and Joyce and Hank of the series, where in the series, her parents are divorced. But Joyce is a very hands-on parent. Well, maybe she decided that she needed to change her style after Buffy burned the gym down. It's entirely possible, but I I get the idea that she was much more involved in her life in the series than she was in in the film. In the film, she reminded me of like um, <laughs> I was one of the one of the moms in um, Mean Girls. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That kind of mom, like I'm the cool. Mom. I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, good good story. Yeah. I, I I like it. Like I said, I think you two covered it <laughs> the basis of it pretty well. Masterfully, yep. we covered it masterfully. <laughs> um, so that leads us to special effects i don't really i can't really remember any special effects <laughs> oh come on so when we're talking special effects um any visual effects like if you got sparks flying off of something or a lot of it's makeup you know how was the makeup uh blood and gore dismemberments that sort of thing what did you think about them um 
pretty good, I guess. I didn't see a lot of it, I don't think, but I bet they were good because <laughs> I don't think I saw really any of it, but um, I guess it was good. Because, like, I didn't really see much blood because that wasn't really about it. You just see her kicking their butts and, like, kicking them across the face. But, um, like, when they got stabbed in the heart with, like, the stake and everything, it's just normal fake blood. Like, it's not anything special, really. But I know it might not be special effects, but when they're at that, like, fair place or whatever, when they meet Lothos and that other guy. The place where all the parade floats are? Yeah, I think that was really cool because like that's a really random place for mm-hmm. it to be but it's really cool because it makes it creepy yeah it's a, it's an atmosphere it's because it's at night and there's like the it's almost like a carnival and like carnivals at night are creepy if you think about it well and i think um i don't know if this was intentional or not but i think it says something to be in a setting like that where everything's supposed to it be you know parades so they're childish it's it's youthful and for that to be the setting where Merrick dies I think that is maybe symbolic of there being a loss of innocence so maybe I'm reading too much into that but I got I, I got that's what I got from it but um to your point yeah this is a PG-13 film and it is a comedy more in nature than a horror um yeah there really wasn't a lot of blood or gore in it and there is one loss of an arm and that is it wasn't very grisly at all it was played more to comedic effect um i will say that i we're gonna look guys we're just gonna keep comparing the tv show to the film throughout because the the show is such an important part of pop culture and even if you haven't seen it you've heard of it so i i feel like we're gonna continue to talk about it so apologies but i will say that i prefer in this series whenever you stake a vampire that they dust I think that gives it much more finality than when you just stab them and they fall down because in the back of your mind you're wondering if they were stabbed correctly in the correct place and if they're going to get back up so I'm glad that they fixed that later on well also then you have the problem of disposing of them right Uh because if if the vampire slayer stakes a, a vampire and then there's just this dead body on the ground and they don't do something with it. What happens when the police find it? So, Because then they're going to want to know who's digging up dead people and driving a stake in their chest and then mm-hmm. leaving them in yeah. the park. Yeah. But I watched the show first before the movie and I just thought that was how it was in any other movie or show that might be like after or before it. But um, yeah, you're right because like police, they're just the... There is security guards in, like, graveyards sometimes, and if they see that, they're going to be like, scan their fingerprints, everything. (laughs) Who's using the stake? Who's, yeah, who's killing bodies and just leaving them there? Like, (laughs) Who's killing bodies? Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Whatever. Um... (laughs) I think it's much more realistic when they just turn into dust because... Uh, no, it's more realistic well, that she's just yeah. killing not, bodies. Not, real, <laughs> not not realistic, but it's better because... I said someone, it gives it more finality. Yeah. yeah. You know that they're dead. They're not coming back. Yeah. That being said, I think in other vampire films, it's the same way. They just kind of fall down dead. They don't... No, I don't know. I feel like I've seen a lot of vampire movies where some of them, they explode in like a shower of guts. Right. Mm-hmm. Or they just, they're, they're like a water balloon. 
Yeah. <laughs> when you when you stab them. Um, but I feel like in a lot of vampire films, there's something. Something mm-hmm. visually happens to the vampire. Maybe they, they explode or they melt or they turn to dust. There's something. Right. Um, the only two films I can think of off the top of my head where nothing like that happens are this one and Bram Stoker. Yeah. Because in Bram Stoker, they just it's just a dead body with a piece of wood in it. Right. Um, yeah. But I think everything else they kind of they do something else. I think in the Hammer it films, it's the same way that they because they it shows them also doing the thing where they use the spike and the hammer and you know yeah and they their their body's just there. Well, the other thing is that if you do it like that, where it's just um, maybe there is a, an explosion of of blood or they turn to ash or whatever. Um, I feel like you can get away with a lot more because mm-hmm. if you go the Van Helsing route where you're having to, um, I don't know, drive a stake through their heart, cut their head off and do all this stuff makes it a lot gorier. Right. And harder to pull off. And this is basically a made for TV vampire movie. Right. So you can't, you can't do that sort of thing. And to that end, uh, that will go on also into the look, I think of the vampires, because as you know, in the show, they can morph back and forth between their human appearance and their vampire appearance. And I'm guessing maybe this film didn't have the budget that the, that the series had, so these vampires just stay in their vampire form the entire time that they're on screen. And uh, I I don't know that I care for the look of the vampires on this. Like I was looking, there's a scene where uh, Grueler goes to the basketball game to, to play. And I was sitting, I was looking at his ears because they have like these, you know, like the bat, yeah. typical bat ears. They get weird ass goblin ears on yeah. every vampire. And I thought at one point it looks like like someone chewed or bit down on the piece of prosthetic and then placed it on him. It really looks like it, teeth marks. It looks like Mike Tyson assaulted <laughs> all the vampires. Yeah, it looks like a piece of chewed gum stuck to their ear. And so I was like, Ugh. And yeah, I just, I, I didn't really care so much for how And everyone's, everyone's fangs were too big for their mouth. All of them were in permanent angry cat hiss the yeah. whole time yeah. uh, well, I <laughs> because was... they couldn't close their mouth. So everybody's just running yeah. going. Well, it was like that actually in the beginning of the series. If you watch, um, uh, James Marsters, Spike particularly comes to mind when he first started, you would see that he would have to, he would be talking and he would have to continuously close his mouth and that was to get the teeth to go back into place so i think that's just a problem they had to begin with yeah and like and then thinking about something like true blood too where it seemed like they couldn't talk right because of the teeth on their in their mouth yeah but they had the, the little pop down fangs uh-huh. that you can buy at spirit halloween now yeah <laughs> but when they were in their mouth they couldn't talk right right yeah right i think like when i was looking at benny his his fangs they were like eh. They were so big, I was like, um... And also a different color than the rest of his teeth. Yeah, they were like, (laughs) they were really white. And I was like, that's how most of them are. It's just... Like at least you can paint them a different color or something, right? So sometimes I think when they're when they're going for a uh, horror esque movie, and but they want it to appeal to younger kids, they want to get a PG thirteen rating or something like that. I feel like they they do some of the stuff with special effects like that on purpose because there's some things like makeup. If you do it too well, then they're going to say it's too scary. Mm-hmm. If if the teeth look too realistic, if they don't look like they're fake teeth, then it's too scary. Yeah. Yeah, possible. So there may be some things that they just said, you know what, we're just going to go with what we got. Because if we do too good a job, then we're going to be R. Yeah. And we don't want to be an R rating. Right. Um, you brought up the uh, the one loss of limb 
<laughs> when yeah. uh, uh, Amalith gets his arm pulled off. It's literally a dummy arm. Yeah. It's just a dummy arm. <laughs> and there's no arm stump. There's no blood. There's no nothing. It's just a, it's a dummy hand wearing half a sleeve. <laughs> I can't make this full entire joke because of the little ears that are in this room, but it made me think of a particular scene from Borat when he meets some men. When they're chasing each other. Uh, That too? Yeah. (laughs) He meets a particular man the night before and he says, you mean the man that had this rubber fist? Yes. (laughs) So I I did think of that because when uh, Pike catches the severed arm, it's just like kind of flopping around. Yeah. So well, did, you know, they may they may hit the prop department may have just had to make a little field trip to get something. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say that in terms of like special effects or or stunts more is uh, one thing it has in common with the show is that stuntmen, obvious stuntmen are obvious because there were a lot of scenes where you I guess in the scene uh, where uh, Christy Swanson is, is uh, doing her training montage, you can see in certain scenes where she couldn't particularly do a certain move that she's wearing there's a wig um or pike riding motorcycle he's wearing a wig um there's there was one where she was riding the motorcycle and she crashes it to a wall and it's this big curly wig and so i was like well that's something that fits in line with the show (laughs) yeah they don't they don't hide them very well (laughs) no no they really don't but uh, I don't know. Sometimes stuff like that adds to the charm of a film. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, when it's supposed to be Buffy doing backflips and you see this person doing backflip, 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 and then the, you know, the wig slips a little bit and they have a beard. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's all good. Um, acting. Let's move on to acting because I, I don't feel like I don't feel like the effects have really got much. I'm, they didn't do a really. lot. I, well, OK. Last we thing. Talked. I feel like they captured the aesthetic of the 90s very well. Yes. Because yes. it was made in the 90s. So it was easy. They just went and bought clothes that were on sale at the time and said, put these on. Or they just said, wear clothes from home. Oh, yeah. I, I guess that's <laughs> something we could talk about for a minute. We touched on it really lightly. Um, Yeah. The look of this, like I said at the beginning, I was super, super envious of the clothes that these girls were wearing. This was like, oh, my God, I want to look like that when I get to be their age. This is this is all stuff I would like to wear. And maybe I do that a little bit with Isabel where I'm like, oh, you got to wear this thing or I'm going to get this thing. This is what we wore whenever I was growing up. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes Isabel's been like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. And other times she's like, no, not so much. But it is funny, like I said, to see a lot of those fashions coming back. Like, you know, everybody wears scrunchies again now. And I have I have like two pairs of combat boots still because I will never give those up. Um, get, Getting to see Buffy wear that kind of stuff was like really cool. But she also goes through I think a character shift where she is wearing all those standard valley girl clothes at the beginning only to dress more kind of in the 90s grunge by the by the end of the film sort of so it was really kind of cool to see through to see her go through that transition but yeah I think I think the style of the 90s is very prevalent and is very cool we have talked too much about special effects I'm getting <laughs> no bored. no we haven't <laughs> Yeah, Not really. Sure. The only thing is, is that the only reason I recognize those things as being 90s is because they were 90s from pop culture. Right. At the time. Because <clears throat> I grew up in a very rural place where people just didn't have access to a lot of the stuff you see the girls wearing in this. I mean, when you're out in Texas in the country, that's you, you don't find those things. But, right. you know, from what I can remember seeing on television at the time, 
Yeah. What did you think good. about how how she looked, Isabel? Um, in the TV show or in the movie? No, in in the movie. We're talking about the movie. Like, what did you think of of her style? Um, you got no style. It was cool. I support the style. Whatever. <laughs> It's okay, but I wouldn't dress like that. You wouldn't? No. No? <laughs> no. I feel like you would support the flannel at the end. When or she flannel. when she goes more into the grunge. Yeah. She's just wearing jeans and... The flannel and... and Maybe. Denim shorts and combat boots. Maybe. That's more your style. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I do have denim shorts. You do have combat boots. I don't have any mm. jorts. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing on your ringtone. <laughs> uh, thank you to Wham. Shout out to Wham. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Jay. Um, all right. Let's move on to acting. Oh, um, okay. I start off? Yeah. Start off? No, sure. You Whatever you want to do. Um, as if, I've said that almost everything in this movie is good, and because it is, the acting was good. It was good. I feel like sometimes maybe they meant for it to be comedic, comedic, whatever. Comedic. Yeah. I feel like they either meant it to be, or sometimes they might have broken character just a little bit. Like, when he, when... I'm interested. Like, 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 how do you mean? When whatever his name is got stabbed and he was like, ow, 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 I, yeah, you know, I, I can talk more to that point. Yeah. I, I, yeah, for sure. I, I feel like they tried to make it, um, comedic at the same time, but sometimes they might have broken character. It was a tiny bit overboard. Just a teensy weensy. Yeah. But... Overall, that the acting was really good, especially with the fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, since they actually do that, and it's not even special effects. Well, there there well, are stunt people sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, I was talking about that. Green screen, maybe. Um, overall, that that's I like the acting. They did well. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I think more to Isabel's point where she's talking about that. <laughs> there was definitely like even though this is still a horror comedy or comedy horror rather um it still has a certain tone about it it still is kind of for what it is it is still on the darker side of things and amalith amalin whatever i've heard y'all pronounce it both ways now um he was probably the most comedic character but I, to her point i do remember of that scene where he's taking forever to die yeah. It did feel a little bit jolting because it's ridiculous, right? Yeah. I don't I don't know. It's it's hard to describe, but I understand what you mean about mm-hmm. it was a certain way, it was a certain way, it was a certain way, and then all of a sudden it's over the top. So it did feel it did feel a little bit overboard in the scene. That being said, I'm still not mad at it. <laughs> no, I'm not at all. I, f- I feel like you had Amalith, Amal, Amalin, whatever. Amalin, I think. Through the whole film. And in that moment, they said, okay, this is where you die. And he went, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> and that was... And he went. He just went full Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. In that in that moment, and I'm good with it. Like uh-huh. I don't. I wasn't mad about it. Well, as we're gonna yeah. find out in mere moments, I, I I was really not mad at it. I feel like <laughs> that um, when he saw that the movie was more on um, might have been on a little comedic side, he might have wanted to make it like a little more funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and he saw that, and they're like, okay, this is where you die. Do whatever you want, and he did that. But I, yeah. it was a tension breaker i agree with you like i'm not mad at it at all (laughs) it was it was the best 
See, I like to think that they stabbed him and, and, and they did a take and he just fell over like the other vampires. Uh huh. And somebody said, no, 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 do it again, but rub some funk on it. <laughs> and that's what they got. Yeah. Otherwise. <laughs> Pee Wee can't die like that. Come on. I don't know that there were any bad performances nah, in no. this at all because Christy Swanson had already been acting for some time. Donald Sutherland obviously gives a master class in, in the art. Being a creepy candy van driver. Um, Luke Perry, I think, had already been doing the 90210 thing at that point. And yeah, I don't know that there was there's anybody to necessarily throw stones at. I think I think every every actor and actress this is going to sound like I'm I'm being a jerk but I'm not I don't mean it that way. I feel like they all gave you what you expected to get from that actor. Right. You know. Um Christy Swanson, yeah, she'd been doing it for a while. She played Buffy. It, it was it was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. Donald Sutherland, he went full Daniel Day-Lewis or whatever on this thing. <laughs> he was clearly reading a different script than everyone else, but he's a great actor. So yeah. just let him do his thing. It's fine. I really enjoyed Christy Swanson's performance. She, like, I will say that she gave subtleties in certain scenes um, where she, because she did go from this co- completely vapid, vacuous girl to being someone who felt a little bit more deeply and cared about things and much like in the series and she starts giving these these lines and deliveries where you can tell that there is something more to her than just what we saw at the beginning she she changed her performance with the character yeah. as the film goes along yeah yeah um let's see luke perry i feel like he plays the same character and everything or he he played the same character and everything not necessarily in a bad thing he, he's always the cool guy yeah you know what i mean Laid it back, was nice to see him funny though. Too cool for school kind of guy. But he can be funny or he he was he was funny in this. I feel like there was some good comedic timing there. He ha- he had a couple I of really good lines. I'm not I'm not mad about it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, cuz every now and then it's it's nice to see the cool guy be funny. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time when you know you see uh first time you see Chris Hemsworth be funny in Thor and you're like holy shit, what was that? Or uh Dave Batista, yeah, in Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. it's it's such a departure from what you expect from them that when they do it, it's fantastic. Um, and I kind of feel like it's sort of that way with him. You expect a just a certain thing, and then all of a sudden there's a joke there, and you're like, "Well, oh, now that was really good." <laughs> yeah. Ah, I see you. Good yeah, job. Yeah, one one scene that comes to mind, and and forgive me, please, if this is your favorite scene, because I just found it his his delivery so fucking funny. Sorry, Isabel, was the scene where Benny shows up to his window. All Not gonna s- forgive you for this. All Salem's Lot style, and he's telling him, "I'm hungry," and he goes, "You're floating. Come on." I love that. <laughs> that was funny. His that was funny. delivery of that was just so hilarious. <laughs> It was. And whenever he and Amalith have their fight in the woods and he crashes his van, they're asking him, you know, are you okay? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, and then he just faints, like just keels over. Like he did. He did comedic really well. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, know he that did. he got enough credit for that. No. He did. Um, yeah. Let's see. People we didn't get anything from. So Seth Green apparently was in this, but you only see him from the back. And allegedly you can notice it's him by his haircut because he's had the same haircut for 30 years right um i didn't pick him out <laughs> but i know. didn't either i didn't know until um, you told me yeah yeah i didn't pick him out but allegedly he is in the film um hillary swank is in this and she's an oscar award-winning actress right yes. or at least oscar nominated yeah i didn't get that from this film her performance oh, wasn't no. her performance wasn't bad 
But having, feel... hang on, having <laughs> seen her in very serious roles before, seeing her like this, I was like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> seeing I... her play a character that she was obviously having fun with. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not mad about it and I'm not complaining about it. Yeah. It was just a shock to see her go um, from the super serious actress with serious chops to just being a valley girl. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> right. I was just going to say that I feel like though, when you're playing valley girl, there's not a lot of margin for error. I feel like even if you're not a great actress, everybody can still do that impression and you don't have to be a great actor to do that type of impression. You don't have to be great to be Alicia Silverstone in Clueless. Like everybody has to get, I mean, everybody can go, oh my God, Becky, look at her her butt you know it's it's not a hard thing to do <laughs> clearly it's not <laughs> you've got it down <sighs> all right so score this is what i'm gonna say was there one was there music in this movie there was but i feel i don't feel like there was anything that stood out it's not like the series where i, I i'm sorry I, take a shot every time i say it's not like the series um where you have an obvious theme you know like certain characters have certain themes buffy and angel have a theme um you have the the icon now iconic tv uh intro song like it but in this one i felt like it was just that typical gothic creepy horror film that people think are supposed to be in vampire it, films it was literally just background music yeah i don't even remember hearing any like popular songs from the they time. did they played they played um, stuff it was just not anything i had ever heard yeah, of yeah, yeah but they did do the thing definitely that the series would be known for was that they played whatever songs they thought were popular at the time or would be popular with teenagers yeah. So, what do you mean by, like, score? The music. We're just talking about the music in the film. How does score mean music? Because that's what they, when, when they write music specifically for a film, that's what they call it. It's the score for the film. Not to be confused with the soundtrack. A soundtrack is music that may or may not have necessarily been in the film. Uh, typically done by popular musical artists. <laughs> but generally what? a score is done by a composer and it's instrumental. I thought y'all meant, like, out of ten or something. No. <laughs> Well, I mean, you, you'll you have your chance to do that at the end. Uh, uh, Although, Did uh, you notice the music? We will have to change. <laughs> I already have no. something in mind. You just let me handle not it. Not really. Not really. Okay. Well, then that brings us to quote, kill, and scene. My favorite part. <laughs> Isabel, favorite quote from the film. I have no idea. <laughs> She's Ashley. like my favorite part. <laughs> Ashley. Think about it. We'll come back. No, just give you time. I'm giving you time to think about it, and we'll come back around. <laughs> Wait, no, well, I know mine. Okay. Know mine. All right. All right, we're, we're back around. Like you were talking about earlier when he was like, you're floating. Yeah. That's my favorite, probably. Um, favorite kill? Kill. Um, When they kill, when Buffy killed a lion, whatever. Amalith. Am I got that completely wrong. I think we're all going to pick that one. Is Am that a fair assessment? That's a fair assessment. Amalyn. Amalyn. Yes. Okay. Um, when Buffy killed Amalyn, it, it was funny. It was my favorite kill. He was like, ah. It was funny. It sounds like in the show when at the end or like the start of the one of the episodes you would you would see the zombie and he would be walking across the screen like arg arg yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, what's your favorite scene? Oh, I have like two. That's okay. Like bunch. So I would say my first one is when there's a bunch of vampire bodies on the floor and the principal is like, detention, <laughs> detention, detention, detention. <laughs> detention, detention. 
<laughs> um, and my second one is probably when uh, I was about to spike <laughs> when Pike and Buffy are dancing. It's really cute. <laughs> it's really cute. Okay, <laughs> Ash, your turn. Pick um, everything I like. No, probably not. Probably not. Um, for quote, I'm gonna go with all I want to do is graduate, go to Europe, marry Christian Slater, and die. <laughs> You know, originally it wasn't Christian Slater. It was supposed to be Charlie Sheen. Really? Yeah, and they changed it. <laughs> Probably good for them. The fact that she wanted to marry Christian Slater, it, that dates the film. Yes. But yeah, I do like that. There's others. I do have other favorite lines. I also like the you're floating. And there's others that I can't can't think of right at the moment. Oh my God. Never mind. I'm changing. I'm changing. I'm changing my oh, favorite. No, you can't. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Because you're going to pick mine and you can't. How do you? I don't even know what yours is. How can I do that? Because I know that you're going to pick what I want. <laughs> okay. If How about this? If okay. you don't say that one, then I'll come back with it. Okay. Okay. Um, and then my favorite scene is the training montage. I love, 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 love that scene so much. You love a montage, period. I love a montage, period. Thought, That's thought, why you're such a I Van Damme fan. Were, I thought you were changing your quote. You haven't even said your favorite kill. That's that's fair, but I can't do it until Dad tells me what his quote is, and now I think that he's going to pick ah, that, too. You haven't said your kill. Okay, I, w- I will get to it. <laughs> Stop interrupting me. You're just like your dad. Anyway, <laughs> but no, I just, I love that training montage of seeing her, like, really screw it up in the beginning, not quite landing uh, the stake in the right place, and watching her tumble, and then, um, like, slowly getting better at doing, at being a better fighter. It, the whole thing is really cool, So Anyway, favorite kill, I'm also going with Amelyn. It's just, it's just too good. It's just too good. To, I think, you know, because everybody knows that he does the ah, oh, ah, ah, but I love that he gives like physicality to it too and that he starts kicking the wall with his boots yeah. <laughs> and then the like he'll fall down and you think it's over and he'll pop back up and, and start yeah. doing it again and ah. at, at the <laughs> um at the credits at the end credits he was still he was still doing it yeah, yeah i don't know if that so, counts as a kill because he's still dying all the way through the credits <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, okay all right go ahead all right quote is you're floating. I love that. Okay. No, that wasn't what I was going to pick. Kill is Amelyn. Uh-huh. Scene is the one with the enemy basketball player or whatever's butt is. Sasha something or other. Grueler. Grueler. That's my Sasha. favorite scene, I think. Sasha. Because it's just too much. Him, I, I'm drawing a total blank on what he even said now. But he's like, <laughs> I know it. Okay, well, I'll let you say it, but that's my favorite <laughs> it's scene. Really it's funny. just hilarious. It was, yeah. I had forgotten, but it, I did have it picked out for my quote, is that she is standing in the parade floats, and then overhead, it looks like a float's going to come down and fall on her or something. And so she falls down on the ground, and she's looking up, and then all of a sudden, we see him standing over her, and he goes, ha. Ah, someone get an ouchie. That's funny. <laughs> it's so I, I hilarious. That and that was my original pick I, for my line, but I had forgotten. I never thought about that one. I, I completely forgot about that, but that he, is probably yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah, he does this thing where he likes doing the thing with his mouth where he's like... In it, yeah. His character was funny. He was good. He was he was good as a vampire. Yeah, I would... as a human, he was kind of crap. But also, okay, one more shout out. Oh my god, there is there is another scene that I like where Buffy's going through the hall and her boyfriend's friend has been hitting on her through most of the movie, and once she's who she <laughs> is. 
there's a scene where she's walking through the hall and he goes and slaps her on the ass. Well, he's like, got to get some. Got to get some. And then she like, whatever you'd call that. Slams him against the She like the judo throws him. Yeah, she throws him on the ground and then picks him up by the collar and slams him against the lockers. And he's like, whoa. And then he goes, yeah. I don't actually need any right now. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing is that's not her boyfriend. He was slapping her butt. Her boyfriend's walking next to him. He go ahead. Okay. Um um it's fine. Finish. I was um, gonna say um, typically, Kanye, you let people finish. <laughs> Uh, the other one that I thought was funny that was kind of a standout is the bikers. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's his butt from Twin Peaks? Yeah. And he's like, hey, baby, you want to get some real power between your legs? And she's like, yeah. And then just like beats him up and steals his motorcycle. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would say that this movie is really, like, funny for me to even pick one. They're all really funny. Just Yeah, there's a there's a lot of scenes yeah. that are pretty funny. Every scene with David Arquette in it's funny, though. Mm-hmm. He, he just, he's just David Arquette. So. Yeah, he told, he, there was a scene where he told Luke Perry, he's like, he's like, I'm about to have sex with you. And he's like, and Luke Perry's like, yeah, but you never call me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Those two actually worked really well. They did. They had really good chemistry. It was almost like a Martin and Lewis thing going on there. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far, but... Yeah? they. Yeah. I thought they had pretty good chemistry for sure. Because uh, Luke Perry's more or less the straight man, uh-huh. and David Arquette's the silly guy. I can't believe nobody chose for the kill a Buffy wasting a hot dog. <laughs> oh. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> feels inappropriate to do it with the current audience in the room she saw it i did yeah but you know that's not where our conversation would go um all right so now we're down to marry date or murder marry date or murder isabel do we need to explain this to you marry means that you want to live with it forever this is a movie that you would watch a lot like basically watch it on repeat for you know it's a movie that you'll watch for the rest of your life it's it's one of your favorites uh date means you'll watch it every now and then like you may forget about it for a few years come back to it and then go oh yeah that that movie's pretty good but it's not one that's that you're gonna watch very often and kill means you hate it you want it dead absolutely Absolutely not. So. Probably a mix of date and marry because I wouldn't watch this movie all the time, but I I do love it. So you're engaged, but you haven't set a date yet. (laughs) Yeah. That's what this is. Okay. Um, I think this is a, a date for me also. I don't. I do love it, like Isabel, but it's it's one that I, it's usually, oh my gosh, I don't even want to think of how many years I put between viewings of this because it could have easily have been five to ten years since the last time I watched it's it. It's been a really long time a for me. really long time. I watched the series way more than I watched the movie. I'll oh, just yeah. put it that way. I think I've probably watched the series at least 20 times in the last 20 years. I feel like the difference between this, though, like a lot of the, a lot of the Buffyverse for me, in both on both sides is the comedy. The uh-huh. thing about the series is, is that you can watch the entire series and it stays funny. Right. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you could almost just watch it to the end and then start back with episode one immediately. And those jokes are still going to be funny. Mm-hmm. This one would be a date for me because I feel like if you watched it too often, the jokes are going to lose their, their punch. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just, you're going to get to the point where they're not funny anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like me telling you the same jokes for 20 years. Yeah. You don't laugh anymore. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm over it. They're not funny. Shut up. Yeah. And with the series. She did not so argue much, with that at all. There's so much space between episodes and watching them in seven seasons worth. Right. That when that joke comes around the next time, it's still funny. Right. And yeah. they're better jokes. But <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be a date for me too. Okay. 
Final thoughts, Isabel. So typically when we do final thoughts, we talk about, would you recommend this to someone else? Um, would you only recommend it to a certain kind of person that likes a certain kind of movie? And how do you feel about it overall? Yeah. Um, I definitely would recommend this to someone who is into these type of movies. Because if you just introduced it to like a normal person that doesn't really do stuff, like watch stuff like that, they would be like, oh, um, why are you making the face? Um, yeah, I feel like I would introduce it, well, recommend it to someone who... Would you tell your friends that they should watch it? No. No? No. How come? Because that's weird. <laughs> and most of my friends don't watch that. The Um, overall, I've said that like a hundred times. Overall, I need to stop saying that. Oh my gosh. <sighs> This movie is really good. I would watch it again, and I probably will watch it when I'm adult. Um, I love this movie. Yeah, she, she guys, I, I need to tell you that she actually asked if she could be part of this episode today. Oh, she she was like, oh, you're covering Buffy. Can I please, can I please, 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 please? So. Womp womp. <laughs> and since I can't tell her no about anything. Well, th- that's going to be part of what I have to say about it, I guess. I feel like this one is perfect as an introduction. I feel like, yes, there are some adult jokes in there and adult content in certain places, but I still feel like it is a safe introduction to horror if if a, a younger viewer has not seen anything like that before. It's a safe ease into the genre because, yes, you're dealing with vampires, but it's also lighthearted and comedic and, you know, it might be one you could put on for your over-religious family member <laughs> and them not be as super offended you know what i mean um maybe yeah i would say um because we do have some younger viewers that listen to this show if you have not seen this film yet and you are into that whole 90s aesthetic the fashion the music you have to watch this movie if you have not already if you're a fan of the buffy series but you have never checked out the film definitely watch the film just to see where that those blueprints came from the prototype I I <laughs> just argue with that. I'm oh, sorry. Um, and I don't care what Joss Whedon has to say. So therefore. Also a fact. <laughs> um, so also, yeah, if, if you just want to see kind of where that those seeds were planted, I think that this is this is a good fun experience to have. And yeah, I definitely would recommend it to other people. Yes. Check it out. Your turn. It's my turn. <laughs> Why the, did you do that? Kick the baby. Um, don't kick the baby. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I was going to recommend it to somebody that yeah, if they got kids or something like that and they want to watch something that's a little, little on the horror side of things. To me, this is not really a horror movie. It's more like an action comedy with a vampire in it, but yes, but it has vampires. It does have vampires in that realm, but you're right. It's safe. There's nothing in here really that's going to, so, I mean, I could recommend it to somebody like that. The people that I would probably steer around it would be if you had any like your serious horror fans, like the gatekeeper type horror fans, because they they'll hate it. <laughs> it's maybe not. I feel like I think with a lot of us, there's probably some nostalgia there that a lot of us grew up watching. Well, I this agree, film. but this is a lot like what we do in the shadows. It it appeals to a certain type of, of viewer, right? right? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be for everyone. There there's going to be those hardcore horror fans out there that this is not going to appeal to. Yeah. 
um, because they don't have the nostalgia for it or whatever. But yeah, overall, it's it's a good flick. It's a I can I can watch it. I don't know. It it bring it reminds me of my childhood a little bit, mm-hmm. just because I I was a teenager in the nineties and um, I was not. There are people in there. When <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was, but you not were. until late nineties. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you get actors in there like like uh, Paul Rubens that I remember from being a little kid. So it's, right, you no, know, it's a thing. Yeah. It's, not, it's not quite memory lane, but it's pretty close. So <sighs> next week we're going to be covering Society from 1989. It's about damn time by Brian Yuzuna. Yuzuna, Yuzuna, whatever. It sounds sounds like something the guy in the Black Lodge would say. <laughs> Watch Twin Peaks, you'll figure it out. Um. Okay, so that's it. That's all I've got. Okay, That's yeah. it for me. I'm Travis. Oh, my God. Stop. Dude, we're closing up. I know that. Uh, turn the lights off. Let's go. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> if you, I, I will give you the homework assignment. If you have not checked out Society and you are a lover of trash horror, because I'm going to lump it into that category with things like Toxic Avenger and, and uh, Bad Taste, the, those types of movies. If you're a, fil- a, a fan of the weird and grotesque and what the hell did I just watch, please, please, please watch it before next week and be mad at us later <laughs> although i can i can guess that bill is already cheering at the idea that we're covering this so i need somebody to watch it for me and send me the notes so i don't have to watch it because <laughs> i think i saw it one time and <laughs> wow so yeah yeah we'll be covering that next week but until then thank you for listening to dead and married i'm still travis and i'm ashley i'm easy <laughs> take care guys bye bye <laughs> bye <laughs>